Hello, and welcome to Everything Remade, a podcast that I hope is about growth as much as it is about music. I'm Edie Quinn, and we have a great chat for you today. Before we get started, though, I'd like to remind you that you can join me on Patreon at patreon.com slash human machine, where you can read hundreds of pages of comics, get exclusive music sneak peeks, and even more. That's patreon.com slash human machine. And now I'd like to play something for you. You're hearing Consequential Love by Drought, featuring my new pal Viggy Ram on vocals. Check out the EP at droughtsounds.bandcamp.com. Sesame Street, uh, there was this, uh, I distinctly remember a Muppet that sang a song that, and the hook was cooperation makes it happen. Cooperation <laughs> makes it happen. And it's, you know, it's, it's funny cause I'm, I'm sure people have like the, you know, lullabies that you heard as a kid and all that. And the thing is like, I'm sure all of that was there. I just don't remember it. What I really remember is this Muppet singing about cooperating. That's amazing. That's like so DIY, but actually that's a fiddlehead song. That's not, that's, <laughs> that was released like last year. No, uh, no, but like, yeah, that totally like the way you were saying that I was like, it, it's so, it's so weird. This just happened in the last chat too, where somebody was talking about the first song that they heard and they were talking about uh, this record was skipping, and it's this, and there was there was these really weird like sounds happening, and um, and I could track that all the way to what their music sounds like now, and like this little uh. verse, this little stanza, or however you want to put it, that you just like, I can track that straight to your the way that you deliver vocals, and like. Does that make sense to you? Strange, sort of, yeah, yeah, because it's like percussive, you know, uh-huh. and like, but it's it's so funny, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, because I, I would I would never think about that, but like now I'm curious who you who you interviewed that uh, that was uh, oh it was actually um, it was actually uh, Robbie from the band um, So Long Partner. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 and they have like very they have like sort of like chip tune stuff in there and then you know they've it's like got a little that, glitchy yeah they've got that like um the, uh i forget exactly what they were talking uh what what the um what the like i don't think they mentioned a specific song but they were talking about uh um 
chil- like children's rhymes. It was like a a record of children's rhymes, and it had like skips, and it was warped. And I was like, yeah, that oh. makes a lot of sense, because like their music is very um, like v- very sing along and stuff. And um, I'm like, yeah, this tracks like it's a little, it's like a little warped, a little bit like out there, but it's got this like, you know, sing along with me, like sort of, you know, which like, you know, you're, you're like, I've, I think y'all's uh, songs also have that. And, and um, that's a, that's a difficult, I think that's a difficult thing to do. I think a lot of bands try to do that, but um, yeah, I mean, like, I've only just heard the three songs that are on the band camp. And, but I'm like, you know, if that's what you were going for, like they nailed it straight out of the gate. Um, <laughs> I yeah. appreciate that. It's, it's funny. I remember a long time ago, um, I was, uh, there was like a VH1 behind the music about the Goo Goo Dolls. And they were talking about how, like they, they were tracking like all of the early Goo Goo Dolls songs and their like first couple of records were like metal records and kind of like, they were on Metal Blade records. It was like, it was like pretty thrashy stuff. And, um, but Johnny Resnick, their singer always wrote hooks. So it's like, he just can't help himself. Like you could give him <laughs> any style of music and he would write a hook and it's, and like, it's, it's funny. Cause like when you mentioned that, it's like, it's one of those things where I think, personally sometimes i feel like especially in in sort of more extreme music circles because i tend to enjoy a lot more extreme stuff i feel like a little bit of like i don't want to say like a poser but it's like i can't help writing hooks like i really like it and Mm -hmm. um and then i'll go and like all the music i'm listening to is not hooky at all it's just it's just what comes out of me when i go for it yeah yeah like I've always kind of maintained that, like, I think people would like this stuff that I do a lot more if it wasn't so melodic. Like, I think <laughs> that's, like, where I grew up on, like, um, like Descendants and, like, um, like I, I obviously, like, was also, like, into, you know, thrash metal and um, and... Like the weird stuff that was coming out, like Fugazi and and um, Jawbox and stuff like that. I was into like all kinds of stuff, but there's like a there's like that sort of almost like skate punkish quality to a lot of my vocals. And I'm always just like, if I just delivered the this stuff the way it was supposed to be, I think people would like it a lot more. But like, <laughs> it wouldn't be like when I try that, I'm like, that's boring. Like it works for other people, like quite well, but it just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't satisfy like what I need to do, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, there's like really great bands that like <clears throat> have, like, what's that band, that power violence band, Fuck on the Beach? Like, literally all the songs are the same, like the vocals have the same stanza in all the songs. It's like, it's like, a, it's like these three these three syllable bursts it's like yeah 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 and it's like yeah and it's like the band shreds like it it works but um yeah like the new world peace record i've been like listening to it a ton and it kind of has that like sort of like there's there's a cadence to it you know mm-hmm. and it's like and like i love that record and you know at at the same time it's like 
like I don't think I could ever make that. You know, it's it's so like bold and cool, and I feel like they have such a strong sense of their identity. Mm-hmm. But then it's like a reminder sometimes that's like, hey, like I don't need to. Like I, I in earlier bands I was in when I was younger, like I would, I feel like I would like hear something and I would, I would try it out, you know, and mm-hmm. and to see like, hey, is this gonna click? Is this not gonna click? And then eventually you kind of figure out, okay, what works for you and what what doesn't, or what feels like, like it is like what feels like you're being inauthentic, and um and and I feel like it's sort of like healthy in a way to sometimes like, you know, I hear that and I'm like, Oh, that's so cool. I don't need to do that, mm-hmm. but I can like really enjoy it and almost appreciate it more because like, I don't feel any sense of like, do I need to be that good at it? Or do I need to be, do I need to be better than, you know, like the sort of like competitiveness will come out and all that stuff. It's like, I don't want that. I want to appreciate it for what it is. And then I can just go do my own thing somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, I mean, there's always like, you used to see it a lot more like pre sort of like pre-internet like when bands would tour there would immediately be a band that like just sounded like the band that just came through on tour like (laughs) and it was like i don't even know how it's like i don't even sometimes i wonder if it was even like that intentional or if it's just like you just can't help it like you get you got caught up on like that energy or whatever you know, and like, yeah. and, um, and that was like the coolest, like, that was the coolest thing that you were going to see or hear, like for until the next cool band came through, you know, cause you didn't like just get to, you didn't get to just go on YouTube and put that band's name in and get reference to like 15 other bands that are also awesome and sound similar, you know, like, so it was like, it was, there was a really weird, like, like. like I don't know what other like there was a a really weird like Johnny Appleseed kind of thing you know I don't know how else to put that but where it was like that band like left this little part of them or like a seed and then there would be bands that like started sort of sounding like that but then at the same time there would be like the each band in their area would sort of have their own thing and then you would get these like regional like almost this regional pocket of sounds like totally to where everything like you know it was like these little <clears throat> it was these little pods of like sounds you know but they they would be influenced by what was going going through and stuff and um yeah i don't know it's like i feel like there's still something that happens where like uh, not necessarily the sound or whatever but like the energy of a music scene or whatever s- does that same thing where it like bands start popping up in an area like more like and then that area just starts like blooming you know like ohio totally. is really like that right now like ohio has like so many sick bands right now and like they don't all really sound that similar, but like you can tell, like there's just something that's been happening. And like, yeah, I mean, I feel like y'all out there in California sort of always have a version of that. Like, do you think it just sort of cycles around a little bit or? Um, you know, I, it's, it's interesting you say that. I think first on, on the Ohio tangent, like I, like I love close down and they're like one of those bands where like, I like really deeply associate them with like that sort of, resurgence and and then there's like 
uh, I lived in Kansas City for like two years uh, ish. Um, and the, the music scene over there was like, had been a little bit nascent, but like since then, there have been all these bands. There's like Nerver and Abandoned Sea and Nightosphere and Missouri Executive Order 44. There's like all of these bands that are, that are popping up. Uh, Junior Retreat, who like I absolutely love, and the um, the scene feels like it's really blossoming, but it's got this like real angular sort of unwound codeine sort of vibe to it that like it doesn't it, like that doesn't happen in the Bay Area. That's not what like people listen to here, and it's like it's really cool. I mean, it's 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 neat to see. I feel like in the Bay, it's been interesting because we've had sort of. Um, there's definitely you're you're right in that there's like there's definitely been sort of like a California sound to a lot of stuff. I think like even our band, like Drought, um, we have many influences. One of our guitarists is from from the Midwest. And if you ask him, he's like really into like botch and spaz and stuff like that. Um, you know, pardon the problematic name of that band, but um yeah. the uh the um but then like a couple of the rest of us, we like loved Comadre. Like Comadre wasn't just like a band that was a band. They had like a lifestyle and sort of like, it was like, there was a lot of meaning that was embroiled in them. I think for, for folks across this scene and it, and it resulted in like a lot of other bands kind of cropping up in, in the, after like Comadre had come out. And like, even when I think about like, my friends in like Matsuri or Calculator or 10,000 Leagues or, um, or any of those, that generation of, of bands, you know, for, for almost all of them, they all like really looked up to Comadre. And then for Comadre, they themselves, there were, there was a set of bands that came like before them, there was a underdying son. Um, I think of funeral diner in sort of early days. Um, <clears throat> There was a, a North Bay scene um, with New Trust and Benton Falls. Um, and I think that was all like a big influence for Comadre. And so you can kind of like stitch this story looking looking back. Um, but it's it's really, I think, special to have that. Cause like, you know, it it even last night I went to I went to a show and there were um, there were several folks who have played in bands over the years, uh, one guy was in a band called early graves for a long time. A couple of the folks from Kowloon walled city were there. Um, you know, Sean from Loma was there, uh, Eric from Jerome stream, I guess Sean also from Jerome stream. Um, and, uh, my friends are in a black metal band called Boston Ash. They were also there, but it was like a very, like, there was, there were like elders, you know, in the music <laughs> scene a little bit. Um, and, and then there's like, younger people for whom like it's still new right like they've you know they it's they've just been going to shows for like you know a couple of years and for them it's like you know these are all the bands that they're looking up to but then like you realize that like i don't know five ten years from now those kids will be in the same place where they're like in that elder role and it's and it's kind of nice because no matter what you feel like the creative energy is just going to keep that going and mm -hmm. You know, and and what you were talking about—the sort of like Johnny Appleseed sort of uh, quality of like people, like I don't want to say like spreading the gospel, but like <laughs> a little bit of you know. I remember like when Kamadri went to like SoCal. I feel like they found like like minds in like the Touche guys, right? And it was like, and suddenly they were like, oh yes, we we're kind of doing something kind of similar. 
we should play together a lot and and dangers and all these other socal bands and like there's also like a very different socal sound from norcal but i do think like that that influence really sort of um you know fostered the growth of of a scene in a direction that like probably didn't exist in in that way before that and i feel like i'm seeing it now with like you know all the all the sort of diy labels the fasts everything going on there's like you know everyone goes they meet up they all sort of like cross pollinate a little bit and then they go back to their like local scene and you see it just get bigger and bigger and bigger it's really cool yeah yeah it's awesome i mean <clears throat> i i can't I can't speak to uh, the whole of Indiana, but like it's funny because you know we, uh, you're touching on something that I think that I'm seeing more and more, which is very very young people getting involved, and I think that's amazing. And um, the funny thing to me is like it's like not not only is there like no there are like no bands like in this <clears throat> in this area that are like anything you know like. Occasionally there's like a couple people that go to Purdue or something that like they start like a bedroom screamo, you know, bedroom scrams or whatever. And um, I think there's some people over there. And I, I can't remember. I think the name of the band is like Lights Strung Like Stars or something like that. They might not even uh-huh. go over there anymore because like I haven't heard about them doing anything anymore. But um, then again, maybe I just missed it. But um, when I was – when my – daughter was in high school like i would ask her i like because i used to take her to screamo shows and stuff with me and um <laughs> i would ask her i would like do does does anybody at your school like listen to screamo like literally anyone does anyone listen to like punk or any of the like you know not like on the surface stuff um and she's like, no, <laughs> like, really, and it, yeah, and it's just like that's it's not it's not just like no it's not just like one of those things where I'm like oh yeah nobody like around here like does that it's like the closest place where bands can play like there was a show that my friend's band played the other night at this bar and it's like they will let you play there you know which is like I mean <laughs> but. I had delivered food there before when there was like a friend of mine's band that came from like Bloomington or something to play. And I was like, I had to work and I was like delivering food and I saw my friend and I'm like, Oh, like how was the show? And it's just like, I've been there before when bands are playing and it's just like, nobody even watches the band. They're just like out on this patio drinking. And it's like, you can play like maybe, maybe some shows are better than others. I don't really know. Yeah. But like, you know, I had, I had talked to people that have gone to shows there and they're like, oh yeah, people just do the, you know, um, like I know there are other places, like there's a house in Fort Wayne where like apparently like really cool shows happen. And there's this place called Healer in Indianapolis where really shows, cool shows happen. But there's like the amount of bands, like in all of Indiana, I think I can like count on my hands, like that play, like this kind of stuff. And it's just really it's really cool, like, when, like, I think back, like, Indiana has had, like, some seriously, like, impressive and, like, like, le- like legendary bands, you know, like, like, Native, yeah. um, Usurp Synapse, uh, Marakate, Phoenix Bodies, you know, like, 
Ray Spannon. I don't talk about Ray Spannon, but um, <laughs> that's that's fair. That is entirely fair. I mean, I'm just like they're the only Indiana band. That yeah, I, I mean, I can like identify at the top of my head aside from you know. There's yeah. a. I'll make this story really brief. I've. I don't think I've told it on the pod before, but every time I tell this story, people are like, "Oh man, that sounds so cool," and I'm. It really was not cool. And one of the guitar players that was in the band at that time, like, sort of apologized in a roundabout way about this, like, uh, years after the fact. So it's like, I'm not trying to, like, whatever. But, like, we were playing this show with Ray Spannon, and this is, like, forever ago. And um, they, like, some someone in the band, I, I'm just going to imagine it was the vocalist, because the vocalist was, like, the most... Um, like belligerent about this situation but like someone in the band decided that there weren't enough people at this show and Uh that so they weren't going to play like an actual set so they just came (laughs) out and made noise and they were and the vocalist just walked around on stage and said i'm a pretty pretty princess for the entire set and people were always like, "Oh, I bet that was so sick." It was. It was not sick. <laughs> like it yeah. was. It was like I was like embarrassed for them. I was like, like I've seen like bands do like lengthy like noise sections in their like songs. You know, like sort of like a intermission. You know, or whatever. Like I feel like. Um, yeah. Maybe some of Tanner Olson's bands, like the examination of the had had done some things like that. And like it can be cool. Like, um, but like this wasn't this was just like they went out and did not um watch any of the other bands play. They just were getting high in their van <laughs> and like oh, that's and a um and uh then they came out and like it's like they were mad and throwing like a temper tantrum because there weren't that many people there. And honestly, like I felt like there was like plenty of people there. <laughs> like it was, I don't know. It was a cool show. We, we played with that band XBRX. Yeah. X, yeah. XBR, XBXRX. Yeah. That's it. I, I knew there was not enough right. X's when I said a, that. <laughs> I feel like there's an X between the B and the Yes. R, yes, yeah. exactly. Um, and every time I see the AX, DXCXDX. I always am like for a second I think of back to that other band but um like I don't know I just felt I felt like it was a really cool show that was the only time I ever saw them play that was the only time I ever met them and every time people are like that's I can't like yeah Indiana race band and I'm just like oh I had the worst experience like I said uh, I was that gonna, makes me really sad I was trying like, I said I, I was trying to keep it brief and it was not brief sorry <laughs>
I mean, it's all right. You know, I think like it's it makes like I I think like it's the kind of thing where like you know also like when you're young like there's like a lot of like a lot of stuff that happens. Yeah, like I th- I think it, like I don't know how old Race Band were at the time, but I just like I think about like shows that I played in in old bands where like all sorts of stuff would happen. You know, there would be like bands that I really loved who would come to town and then they would kind of sarcastically like you know say stuff like oh rock in the suburbs and it was like dude you play like screamo music like screamo music is almost entirely made by kids in the suburbs like what are you talking about right like it was there's like that part of it and then there's like and i think sometimes there's this balance between like you know there's a part of it where it's like yes you're doing this for yourself and there's another part of it where it's like but you're not and that balance i think is like you only kind of figure that out. Like, I think to some degree after like doing this for a while and then like, and even then sometimes it's like really easy to get carried away with one or the other. But like, I mean, to me, I'm like, look, like kids are playing, paying money to see you. Like, just don't, just don't be a jerk, you know? And then I think on, and then I think on, on the flip side of that is also like, but also like stay true to yourself. Don't do things that like just because money's on the table, you know, like those two things, I, I don't think those two things are at odds. It's like, a, it, it's just like an honor yourself and, and, and honor other people. This is a community, right? Respect the space. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's, it's weird. It's like, you know, in that, in that case, it's like, you know, I think it was like, you know, people were talking about, they just did this big tour and, you know, like this and that and the other thing. And it's like, like, <clears throat> excuse me like i mean the last show that i played was probably like you know like one of the two or three biggest shows that i've ever played in my life and like do i expect that to happen at the next show that i play like absolutely not like the next show i play like i'll drive like five hours like there play for 10 minutes you know, you know, 18 minutes, uh, and then drive five hours straight back. And, you know, maybe 30 people will be there. Like, and like, that'll be totally cool. Like, I won't be, I won't go up on stage and, you know, like, be like, I'm mad because there aren't 200 people here or whatever. I don't know. Like, (laughs) I don't know. Like, maybe, I don't know. Maybe there was yeah. a, a whole other reason. Maybe that was like, maybe they've just always wanted to do that, just to go up on stage and like do that as an experiment, you know? But I don't know. It didn't feel that way. It felt, it felt weird. It, obviously, it felt weird enough that like they probably never even think about that show, but I'm like talking about it 20 years after the fact. <laughs> but, um, yeah. It's like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I, that was like, I don't think I had ever even heard them, and that and I and I do not know like if I've ever listened to a song of theirs at this point because I was just like, um, never mind, like it's probably really sick, but like, yeah, I mean, on the other hand, like, it's like when I was in high school, I played in this one band, and one of our first shows out of town was with Asuk, and like, oh wow, and and um. There was there was no one there, and that band destroyed the place, <laughs> like just like, and years later, like you just hear 
everybody in that band was a jerk or rather one person in particular was a jerk and you know blah 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 and 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 um i have this it's like this very um like complete opposite impression of that band where it's just like like they just came out and there was nobody there and they just like obliterated me and i never heard anything like that before in my life and i'm just like holy shit you know like it's like the other end of the spectrum it's like and i mean i think we're probably a lot more used to that right where it's like nobody came the band is just like went extra hard for no good reason you know just because like i don't know but um yeah i mean like i i wonder if there's like a a correlation to like that like you know sense of community that you keep talking about like in in like California hardcore in particular and how your like certain bands have been able to like almost like cross these like invisible divides between like north and south like sounds and whatnot and like that 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 sort of like um like you you mentioned Comadre specifically and they have a very I feel like Comadre is one of those bands where people were like fighting over the microphone like when they played and stuff like <laughs> do you feel like that sort of like is that is that vibe like tied completely to like community or do you think that that's something that could happen just because of the song. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. Like, I don't know, you know, this is this is sort of a, a really poetic thought, like a really sappy thought, actually. Um, but, like, I think there's something to, like, when a scene is of, like, when, you're, when you feel like the scene's really small, it's really easy to, like, infight a lot between bands, you know, and be Mm -hmm. like, hey, we're fighting over the same turf. We don't want to be playing the same shows over and over again. Whereas when there's, like, a really thriving, large scene, um, everyone seems to support each other to some degree. And, like, you almost kind of lose yourself in that. Like, I'm, like, we've, you know, like, I I think we've been really lucky in the Bay Area right now because um, a lot of the sort of straight-ahead hardcore bands have all been blowing up in their own way. Um, you know, whether it's, it's like tsunami and drain and scowl and world peace and, um, you know, all like spy and, and that sort of set of bands, but then almost all of them have brought other bands with them. And even if the bands are not the same style, um, I know you, uh, you talked to, uh, talked to a friend of mine in star 99, uh, a couple of, episodes ago Mm -hmm. and um they're one of those bands that's like been you know all the all the folks in that band have been around a long time um and because of how healthy things are right now i think there's a sense in which like they played spies record release and the two bands could not be further apart on the spectrum Mm -hmm. but because you know this is starting to really truly feel the same like as 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 it has at various points, like a, like a large community, 
like there's a sense in which you're just supporting your friends or you're going with your friends and you're seeing other people who are making cool shit. And whether it's like for you or not, you're just applauding their success. Cause it's like, this is great. Like, you know, um, I, I could give a damn whether like drought or I, or any, you know, like it becomes like, you know, become, becomes some sort of sensation. I mean, we're all like, you know, I'm almost 40. Like we're all like a little bit on, on the older side. And I think the one thing that like, I'm really thankful for is that like that sense of like when we're at shows like like that I feel like I almost feel like I'm like disappearing like I don't exist it's just like there's this community of people I'm like constantly like in awe of everybody else and it just it it feels really beautiful and so when you're talking about like um those Kamandra shows where like you know people are like sort of like kind of like fighting for the mic or like whatever. I think there was like, there's like some level in which you're like in this sweaty room and you're just expressing yourselves with like a bunch of other people that are in a similar boat. But one thing I'll say about that though, is that like, I've gone back and watched those commentary videos and I'm like the, the large, like most of the people of color in those videos are the guys in commentary themselves. Like, you know, the scene is way more diverse now than it was then. And so when I see it, now I'm like, oh my goodness. Like we have people of all genders, all races, backgrounds, ethnicities um, in in these spaces together. And to that, I would say like things are getting getting even better than I could have ever asked for. It's, it's, it's really cool right now. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, um, yeah, no, nobody like, nobody that I, usually talk to is ever like oh the good old days you know and i'm certainly not like trying to imply that in any way either like um like it's just like where i was more going with it is like you know i saw some clips from y'all show the other night and granted that was like y'all opening for city of caterpillar so there's gonna be (laughs) there's gonna be folks there right but like people were people were really enthusiastic during y'all set and stuff. And I'm just like, this, like, fucking California brings it, right? Because, like, y'all have three songs online, and you're playing this show, and it and it was like, it felt like everybody in that room knew all the material and was just, like, feeding. And, it, you know, I don't know if that's just, like, an outside perspective or if you also felt sort of, like, people were just there for it and just like like you're like like you just swimming in it just sort of like you know what i mean like not it like you said you feel like you can sort of disappear into that and that's what it really looked like visually as well like this is how i felt at new friends fest you know like yeah um especially like there was i mean you know there was a time during the Masanera Quiet Fear set where, like, everyone from both bands is screaming this one part. And also Blake from Page 99 came out on the stage and screamed that part with them. And um, and I started crying. I was like, this is everything. Like, this, what, every, what's happening in this room is everything. Like, there's, there's my family and there's this. Like, I don't care... <laughs> you know, about anything else. Like 
this is everything. And and I I mean like not just crying like a little tear. Like I was like, let it it's fine, let it go. And I, I was like bent over, like this full on sobbing. Like I was like, this is everything. This is beautiful. This is the most this beautiful is- thing, you know? And um I don't know, like I feel like you sometimes like just a little clip of something or whatever. And you're like, those people get it. Like those people in that room, like they get it, you know? And is that, that what? You know, it's, 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 sorry to interrupt. I'm just no, like, no, you were, uh, you were, you were like, do you know that meme of, of the two people in the bus and one's like staring at like a, a wall and the other side is like this beautiful meadow. Uh-huh. Um, and sometimes I feel like it's kind of like that meme. There's like, but there's like the person who's like staring at, at the sad sort of wall and it's like, is this all there is? And then on the other side, you're like looking out at this beautiful meadow and you're like, this is all there is. Yeah. You know? And it's yeah. like, it's the same thing um, to me. Like, it's like, you know, in that room, it's like, this is all there is. And that, and, and then suddenly you feel so much power in that. So like that, that like really struck chord with me. But the second part of it is actually that footage isn't from the city of Caterpillar show. It oh, was it's from, not? We played with Widow Dusk on Friday. And this show was booked by two um, young folks who were both 17. Um, the Most of the bands were like under the age of 18. I think there were probably a couple of, adults i think you know like it was it was a very young crowd and what for all like the awesomeness in the bay area there it, we don't have enough like all ages venues there's like gilman and then there isn't a whole lot else and this this show is booked at this like little anarchist bookshop um that has like a 75 capacity and when we showed up to unload there were 250 kids there and i was like what is going on? And, you know, some of these bands, like I think Widow Dusk ended up like getting a following off of TikTok and just blew up, right? And like, and now we're like playing in this room with them and they brought all of these kids for whom, you know, I don't know what it what it could have been like to, um, you know, spend the last couple of years, like, you know, when you're in like high school and everything, like through lockdown and, and, you know, having like sort of the global crises that are going on and you think about like the amount you want to express your like isolation or anger or or sadness or excitement to be around, you know, your, your friends or, or to see beautiful art. And here they were in this room, I think. And, and suddenly it was like this very like just let it all out there moment. Um, and it was... I, 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 like, it was really wild. And I, like, the City of Caterpillar show was really fun, but, like, it, it was, I, like, it was definitely not the same number of kids who were, like, under the age of 18 at that show. Oh, yeah. And, it, like, it, and it, honestly, like, the, the, the Widow Death show, like, we were, I think everybody in our band was, like, this was incredible. Like, it was just mm-hmm. really incredible to see. Um, and, like, they were all the nicest kindest kids um you could clearly tell they haven't been touring that long and like had like 
you know, they were still figuring out like, oh, what are we backlining? What are we bringing in all the stuff? But everyone was so down to help each other. And like, I, I loved it. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. That's even better. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't know how I conflated those two things. I guess you just see a clip like real quick and, you know, um, and I knew that that City of Caterpillar thing had just happened. But yeah, I, I, I got to check that band out because I've just been hearing like incredible things, but I never, I never have um, a good way to listen to music. Like, I, I drive around all day, but like my um, radio in my car is like so bad. Like, it's so bad. <laughs> um, the only good, the only good thing about having a really bad radio in, your car is if you are mixing something and it sounds all right it's probably really good like that's the, <laughs> like so if i'm if i'm like well this mix sounds great in like earbuds or whatever like i one of the things i do is i'll play it over this like shitty ass radio in my car and if it sort of like if it sounds like if it evens out to where it's like this sounds of the quality of like something else that I would play on it, like then I did a good job. Like because it yeah. it's, it's passable. But it sounds so bad, like I never listen to music in that in that car. I only listen to podcasts because it's just like you can it doesn't matter what it sounds like, it's just people talking. Like if I listen to music in that, like it's it drives me bonkers. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just like, it's just like these, two, it's a Kia, you know? And it's just like these two speakers in the door. And it's, and it's like, they're so bad. I don't know. But, um, like, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, there's so many things wrong with that car that I was always like, oh, I'll replace the stereo. And then like, um, something else would happen. And it was like, well, I'm not replacing the stereo. I'm fixing that window. <laughs> or like, you know, like, I don't know. I had an Oldsmobile like that. And it was uh, that thing. I Like, there was a point where I think the brakes were completely dead and I would downshift to slow down. Oh, um, my. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was, it was so dangerous. And like, but I was like, I don't know, 19, um, you know, and I would, I would go from Santa Cruz up to wherever for like, band practice or to go see shows or whatever. And it, it, I ran that car into the ground. Like it is, I, I don't know where it is now, but like it's, it's probably in pieces. And it was, you know, I, I put off like the littlest things. I remember for a long time, two of the windows were just like taped shut. Oh, one of mine um, is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, do, it won't roll all the way up. It's like, it, it's just like the thing is broke, broken. So it just like, if I don't tape it up, it just like, it falls to the halfway mark and that it'll stay yeah. there, but it won't. So like, I have to tape it up and it's like, sometimes it gets so hot in the summer that the tape like starts melting. And so I'm like, oh, I gotta put more tape on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, please don't let it get too hot. I don't want to put more tape on it. Like, uh, Thank God for tape. <laughs> yeah. I mean, duct tape, it's like, uh, you know, there's that, um, uh, I, the, a lot of, I have a lot of um, sort of Florida country people 
in my um, family, and and so you would hear the uh, phrase, "If you can't duck it, fuck it." You'd hear that a lot, <laughs> and um, it's true. It's true. <laughs> I mean, if, for what it's worth, do you remember like <laughs> punk rockers used to like duct tape everything, and it would just be like duct tape wallets, like your shoes, duct tape yeah, pants. your wallet, the shoes, yeah, yeah, like your chocks would be like duct taped to shit, and uh-huh. like. <laughs> Yeah, because you'd like you'd wear out the side from like ollieing and kick flipping, like if you skated, yeah. you know, and so you'd have that just like C, that you know. I'm I had about really the loose C. trucks. And, I had like super loose trucks on my on my on my skateboard, so I would like totally fuck my shoes up. It was it was wild. Yeah, you just you if you if you like wrapped if you wrapped the duct tape like all the way around your shoe, it would be like. It would always be like impossibly tight, so you'd try to just do that thing where you you did like half of half of it, like a C around the part. I don't know. It's so so silly. talking a little bit like about how you have been playing in bands for a little while like um and that was you know definitely something that I wanted to touch upon because like I think like the impression that I got from the the vocal deliveries is like you know this ain't your first rodeo like you know it's like it sounds like the band as a whole um feels really fully formed like just from the get-go so um like what uh are there any bands that you're still like you know like proud of that you were a part of and and um like can people check them out or has it all just sort of been like you know uh a little bit here a little bit there yeah that's you know we i spent uh probably 14 13 14 years like away from music um so like in when I was really young, I was in a um, I was in a new metal band, uh, like with a DJ and everything. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, with with my friend Sam Pura, um, who I don't. I'm sure there's listeners who who know him. He um, he runs Panda Studios. He was in uh, he like recorded and was I guess in Heavy Heavy Lolo for a little bit. He recorded Basement. Um, 
uh, I think some of the stories so far stuff, a couple of other bands. Mm-hmm. Um, and he and I played in our first real band together. Um, it was called Nebulous, and I can say that safely because I don't think uh, I don't think there's anything online that anyone can find. <laughs> um, but it uh, it was it was like a very like melodic new metal band and we i think toward the end we like we were all into like all kinds of music like he uh he and i would like listen to a lot of hardcore stuff like you know i went to my first screamo show while i was in that band i saw hot cross and yafit koto uh at gilman when i was when i was playing in, in nebulous and i think the music started started evolving with some of those influences that we took on um and we were also able to like play a lot of really great shows. Like we played, uh, Alexis on fires first U S tour, um, which was a lot of fun, like on, on, on their date here, um, open for a ton of great bands. Um, but you know, I ended up like, uh, I left the band. I think a couple of the other guys ended up like pursuing other, other stuff. Sam was the only person who like really put his head down and thought, Hey, I'm going to keep doing music for a while. So that was, so that was back in like 2002 to 2004, five-ish. Um, in 2008, 2009, I played in a band called Untrust Us, uh, which was um, which was a little more like it was also melodic singing, like uh, and sung vocals, and uh, musically it was like um, a little bit of a uh, like early Jimmy Eat World kind of vibe okay. um and that and that band was it was really fun like i i and like we actually uh we, we played with matsuri we played with um we played with a a couple of bands that had um that were like uh popular around around the bay area um and uh but it also was pretty short-lived in 2009 i was i i was like i think a little bit burnt out. I, I ended up going to law school, um, spent some time kind of away from everything and then really only returned to it. I think like in 2019, there was a, I had a lot of life changes, um, and realized how much this form of expression meant to me. I was like in not a, I was, I was not in a very good place. My, um, I was I was in a relationship that was not not healthy. I was uh, I was working a job where I was absolutely overworked, traveling all the time. I was I was drinking a lot. Um, the uh, and 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 just the year prior, I'd uh, I was I was living in Kansas City, and my um, some of the some of the folks in, in Soul Glow were coming through on tour, um, and they had. Um, some personal stuff that happened, they ended up having to stay at my place for a couple of weeks. Um, and it, all of that had kind of reminded me how much I missed this community, how much I missed playing, how much I missed um, the people. And so once the pandemic sort of set in, um, I, I started a band with one of my former coworkers, um, as well as with uh, her partner, um, their names are Diz and Eric. The band's called Flush Palace, and it's kind of a an indie, like fuzzy, 
indie bands. Um, and uh, Eric, the drummer, had been in Everybody Row, um, as well as uh, he was in a band called Static Hot, and he's now in a band called uh, uh, States of Nature. Um, so that band, I play bass in that band and do some backup vocals. It's still going, um, but it's really sort of like a, a more more of an escape than anything else. Like it's just kind of fun. I don't have to do I don't do a majority of the songwriting. I just kind of show up, play the bass, you know, sing a little, hang out, get to spend time with my friends. It's it's really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you say Plush Palace? Yeah. Oh, okay. It just like a like tiny little glitch right there. I didn't I didn't catch that. So I just wanted to make sure I heard that right. Um, yeah. And that's in those, those people are in California. Yeah, actually, okay. um, it was, it's, fu- it's funny. They, um, they live, uh, around not like not too far from me. And, um, when the pandemic started, so by the time like April, May had rolled around, um, you know, I was spending a lot of time alone naturally. They were too, but they're, they're a couple. They live in a house with a practice space and recording studio in the basement. Mm-hmm. And it was like just expanding the pod by one to add, to like play with me. So yeah, we would just, sure. I would just go over there and we would, we started out, you know, we'd play masked and eventually when it became like a little bit safer where we were like, you know, like we've, you're the only people I see, you know, it was yeah. like, let's, let's, let's actually do this. And we were, you know, we've released two EPs, you know, we played around a bunch. Um, but drought really came about, I think like, because even though I had that pro- project, I, it wasn't like the same sort of creative fulfillment that, you know, I'd had when I was younger. And um, it was uh, one of the guitarists, Eric, had put up a, a Craigslist ad that I, uh, and I had a Craigslist alert and that if anyone mentions Comadre on Seeking Musicians, <laughs> it would ping me. And I've had that up. I, like, I've had that up since my last band in 2009 i've had that alert so i have like (laughs) tons of emails in my inbox of like this person's looking for you know a guitar so this person's looking for this whatever but like this was this was one where he was like i you know i'm just trying to assemble a bunch of folks and so we went and got got dinner one night and and then um at our first sort of hangout um he brought a guy who was looking at either playing drums or or guitar ray and I knew Ray. I've actually known Ray since I was in my first band, like known him for years. And I was like, oh my goodness, like, this is awesome. Like if, if you're going to be playing in this, this is, we, we got to be up to something good. Um, and so it kind of like ballooned from there. Um, you know, we've only been playing shows for like a little bit. This was the, the show on Friday was only our, our third show, but, um, but we've spent, we've been a band for about, two-ish years now yeah that's that's wild you know when you said that about the um google alerts i thought you were going the other way with it where you're going to be like sort of like you you uh picture the the like um the person in the basement who's got like you know, they've sent that signal into outer space like 14 years ago. And like, you know, then, then it's like, someone there, you know, <laughs> like, and you're like, yes, yeah, somebody finally with the comadre, but, but you had tons of them, but, uh, this was the one that actually worked out. Um, yeah, that's, that's wild though. Like, um, I always think that's, that's funny when it, when, you know, you, you're brought back around to like how small, the, the world is, you know, where it's like, 
wait, like you're playing in this? Like, well, now I've got to, you know, now this has got to work out. Like, this is going to be awesome. Um, yeah. But, um, like, so, um, this, the EP was the first release though. Is, is there, was there a, like a lot of, um, trial and error to get to where y'all were happy with the, the way the band was going or like, um, was it just like a lot of refinement or was there just too much going on in everybody's lives? Like, um, not that it like can't take as long as it needs to take, but like, I'm assuming like since the EP came out and now it's like, I hear, you know, lots of people like talking about y'all and see y'all are playing some really cool shows and stuff that like the stride has been hit. So what's the, what was the lead up to that? Ooh, yeah, I think so. There were there were a couple of things. So um, for a bit, we we were playing as a four piece. Um, we didn't have a second guitarist. RJ um, only joined the band a little over a year ago. Um, and so we had like, I think, like four songs that were complete in in that version of the band. Um, RJ, you know, he, he comes, joins the band. He has sort of like a very like. He's a he's a really deliberative guy, and Eric is as well. And I think like their their guitar work, their songwriting um, is is very um, it's very purposeful. Like they'll they'll spend a lot of time together. Uh, you know, they'll do like they'll send Garage Band tracks to each other, and then they'll try and figure out like okay, they'll start doing some layering, and then they'll they'll bring it to us, and we'll we'll start fiddling with it. So like you know whatever the the original garage band drums sound like, you know, it, that's never going to be what like an actual drummer sounds like. So Ray will come in and be like, no, 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 no. This is, this is how I, I interpret it. And slowly we'll kind of get to, to building a song. But when, when RJ, um, you know, joined the band, we kind of scrapped some of the earlier work we'd done. Uh, MacArthur station is largely one of like the originals from like sort of the four piece. There's a couple of changes that were made. Um, Consequential love, was uh, changed quite a bit from the original version. And then Oh Javelin is a, is an entirely new song after, uh, after RJ joined. And then we've, we've written a couple more songs since then. Um, but I, I think that was that kind of lengthened the process and, and in the midst of it. Um, and this is just, I think like the reality of being at the point in our lives that all of us are in. Um, I, I, you know, RJ went, had some, had some health stuff. He just, he completed, um, a round of chemotherapy back, um, over, uh, I guess like just at the the beginning of this year. Um, and it was, and, and it was one of those things where, um, you know, for all of us, it was like, you know, we sort of formed this, this friendship and then here's like, you know, our friend who's like going through, um, health challenges and who we play in this band with and, and we want to figure out how to work through that together. And, um, and it impacted sort of the way we write, um, the level of sort of, I think, patience that we give one another because there's competing demands in everyone's lives. Um, and ultimately we want everyone, you know, we want to be able to, um, have this be a space that we can express, um, you know, whatever lingering emotions we can't express in other people in other parts of our, our lives. Yeah. And I, and I, and 
so like even with with javelin like a lot of that came out of like conversations i would have with rj about like i think like masculinity and health stuff so it's like you know like i you know there's a lot that's kind of i i I think about my dad sometimes like like men of a certain age i think have a hard time uh seeing doctors or caring for themselves and like how do you show yourself a little bit of tenderness and grace um and so like that the song sort of evolved from from that idea um you know and like consider it like the anti-andrew tate or whatever like you know it was just it's just like i you know we I, i think we're all pretty like soft with each other and kind with each other and so like that was like one thing that had happened i um we also had a, a a new bassist join so dev uh joined the band earlier this year um and once again i think when dev joined we we also spent some time sort of like refining like if he's part of the band we want the songs to be all of us you know and so we would like make changes to things that we'd already written um so i think that that really led to a lot of this. And then for me, I got, I also got married, uh, over the summer and, you know, I'm really, I I'm honestly like really lucky to, to play with folks who are, are patient through that. Cause it's really easy when you're young to have the sense of like, Oh, I just want to hit the road and tour for two months. And then like someone else is like, yeah, but I got to go take care of my dad or something. And mm-hmm. then suddenly like the band breaks up and, you don't want that, you know, you want to figure out how you, you can keep like your, your friendship strong, how you can care for each other and how you can, um, you know, what, what is this for if it's not for a place where we express ourselves together. Right. And that I think has led to the amount of time it took for us to like actually start playing shows. Um, and it also helped us get really locked in. Like, I, I do think like right now we're pretty dialed in, in terms of our, our live, uh, execution and even going forward we're trying to be a little bit purposeful because you know it's you we don't have the same level of energy that we used to when we were younger we want to try and like utilize what we do have in a way that's thoughtful and meaningful and you know rewarding not just for us but for for people who enjoy the music like you know so that they're able to see it and 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 come and take part so like that's that's really how i think we got from there to to here when you say that it feels very deliberate, are you, are you, is there a part of you that thinks that like, you know, because you're, you're older and everyone has like their own, um, their own outside like sets of priorities to constantly manage and, you know, incorporate their time into the band like as well as that is there a part of all of this equation that to where you're like well like this could be like sort of our last like chance to lay this all out in this way and and that like leads to the sort of like almost perfectionist sort of nature of that or is that never part of the equation (laughs) <laughs> I hope it's not, you okay. know, I hope it's okay. not the last, you know, I, I think like, I, I sometimes think about how it's like, I want to, uh, you know, like I want to keep, keep this going in some form for, yeah. for, you know, throughout my life. Cause I know what it's, I know what it was like to live without it. And right. 
So like, I, I, I definitely intend on that. I think everybody else in the band does too. But I think like, um, I think the thing is like when we do have, I think a greater sense of what's worth our time and energy now than when we were younger. Um, and, and I think that part is the one that I'm, you know, I'm, grateful for like so, like I, I remember in my like first couple of bands we would just take shows anywhere we like I remember we like drove to Merced and played to 15 people and it was it was cool I mean it was it was, it was great <laughs> like honestly like it was a lot of fun and you're spending so much time with each other you're getting home at like 2 a.m but like that's I think the thing that's not an option anymore like I can't be like you know we, we've got animals I've got like a, a cat and a dog and like I can't like be gone and not like feed the dog, you know, like, and yeah. all of that, I think like leads to like a, a sense in what's like, okay, like let's, if we're going to do something like that, let's plan for it. Let's, let's make sure that we have the time to like do it right. Um, you know, and, and I, th- I think that's one part of it. I also think like just generally, like, I think this happens with all bands, right? Like you, the more you do it, like the more you like, it's like building a muscle and you're like, ah, oh, I know how to do this. Like in a way that's healthy for me. And like, you know how like when when you like lift boxes, people are like, "There's a right way to like lift a box." Mm-hmm. Whereas like when you're like just lifting a box randomly, it's like you, you you might like throw your back out or like hurt yourself or drop it, and it's it's kind of like that. Like learn like now like I feel like we've kind of learned the way that's like the best for us and for for where we're at, and that might even change in the future. Like like I don't I don't know how it'll go, but like I do know that I love my friends that are in this band and. I love doing this with them and that we're all able to negotiate that together. And I think that's, that's the most beautiful part to me. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I think that this, like, you know, I think that this sort of like camaraderie and stuff, like, I think it's apparent in the music as well. I mean, I, I definitely, you know, feel, I definitely feel that like, you know, when I like, Maybe it's just like that that particular sort of style that y'all are aiming for that just gives me those kinds of butterflies or whatever. But um, I it just like yeah, it definitely feels like you're like these people are like best friends and like you know when they're around each other, it's just like a great time and like you know, and and it's like. Hey, you really, buddy, you really ought to be taking better care of yourself. Oh, thanks, friend. You know, but uh, like, I don't know. But. Honestly, you just like made me like, you, I, we're not on video, right? But I'm like, I'm like, like, I, I can't like stop smiling. Like, yeah. Like it's, it's just really affirming to hear that and, yeah. and really kind, but that's yeah. awesome. Um, but yeah, um, like, so, you know, uh, you mentioned that there's, some more songs that y'all are working on, but like, obviously, you know, um, the, the EP has, you know, pretty much just come out. So, um, you know, it could be a little bit before, uh, people hear some more from y'all, but, um, what other kind of plans and stuff are like in the works for you all, like that we can talk about before we wrap it up. So we've got a couple of things coming. Um, and you know, I don't know when you're going to be, releasing this but i think some of the some of the show announcements are are happening real soon so i'm just gonna say them here okay you know whatever sure um so we you know we're really excited to be opening for jerome's dream um on uh october 20th here in oakland which is it's just like you know that band like i loved them 
as a kid. Um, I've always loved everything that Sean's done sort of separate to that. And, and they're local, right? So like, there's like a, a part of it where we're able to play this hometown show with a band that we've admired um, for so much of our lives. And so like that one, we're super looking forward to. Um, and then pretty soon after that, uh, on November 6th, we're playing with Holy Ghost Tabernacle Choir um, who are coming through on a, on a tour and, um, and, a, and a local band here called Love Spiral, who are a phenomenal Scrams band that's like really shreddy and they have songs about like trans liberation that are just so beautiful. Um, and like, it's, it can be like gut wrenching, but also like, you know, I feel like if you're going to talk about that kind of stuff, it's like the thing that I love to hear is that like a better world is possible. And they're like, speaking to that part of me that wants to believe that. And it's, it's so it's, it's really cool. So like we're, we're playing those two shows. Um, we might play a couple here and there in between, but then we're going to take a couple of months off to off to write. Um, I think next spring we would love to do a couple of like short stints, maybe like a little, uh, a little weekend warrior kind of thing to either, um, you know, maybe do like down the coast in California or go, go up the Pacific Northwest or, or both. Um, and we've been talking to a couple of, couple of other bands about this. Um, and so fingers crossed we're able to make that happen. Um, we've got a couple of friends here that are in a band called Mal that we, that we all adore. Um, it's, uh, Ben who was, who very early on had played in Howlock and then, um, their drummers, Leon, who's the, sometimes the touring bassist for, uh, for Soul Glow. Um, and they are just phenomenal. It's a, like they're, they write these songs about like um, a lot about sort of ethnic and racial identity and, and, and finding, finding your place in, in the world from, from that lens. Um, so we're like, we're stoked to be playing more with them and, and hopefully we can do one of those runs with them. I know we're, everyone's pretty hype on it. So that's kind of like what's, what's, what's coming up. I think like we're, we're hoping to record a full length um, you know, hopefully like sometime next year. Um, but you know, it takes time. We're just going to prep for it. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of garage band files, you know, to get there. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, you know, it's really wild. Like I, I miss that so much sometimes, like just like having another guitar player to like play guitar with, like, and just, and just like, I remember that, you know, so fondly, just like the way that, the way that you can see in real time, like someone else's idea coming out of them and how you're already reacting to that. And like, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, it makes like, and like, you know, you can, you can definitely pick that up when guitar players work that well together, you know, and it's not just like, and it's not just um like well you did your thing and i'm going to do my thing and and they're different and they work together like there's a i don't know there's just a quality like a, a almost like a melding that happens in this you know other way which is um hard to hard to describe or like you can't fake that you know so it's like it's really yeah. cool and it takes time both RJ and eric are are like that they'll both like they're, they're like i feel like they're they both have like esp 
for one another, yeah. you know, and it'll be like, like one of them will come up with something. The other one will, will be like, whoa, we can try this. And it'll like balloon from there. And then eventually we'll like list, we'll have like a version that no one in the band could have written themselves. You know what I mean? And yeah. then we're like, ah, that's, this is exactly how it's supposed to be. That's awesome. Um, is there anything else that we should chat about before we take off or? I think, you know, I'm just, it's just great to be talking to you. Like, I think I, I, you know, I, I saw y'all at ZBR and, you know, uh, I was probably a little bit too shy to come say hi. So it's, it's, it's (laughs) nice to be able to, to talk to you on here. And that was my conversation with Viggy Ram. Thank you so much, Viggy, for taking the time to chat with me. I hope you're having a great time on your honeymoon. Thanks to everyone at home for listening as well. Until next time, take care and do good things. Hey man, join us. Come on, let's go. you trying to do? I said, make a street garden for me and for you. I said, hey, cats, join us. Come on, let's go. We'll all cooperate and make a garden grow. You dig a hole and I'll plant a seed and we will add the water that'll grow and things need. Cooperation makes it happen. Cooperation working together. We can do to keep this pretty garden here for me and for you. We all say, hey, join us, come on, do the scene. We'll all cooperate and keep our garden.